on radio. Right on radio. Narrating the end of the world. The end of the world. This news just in. Ready? Go, go. We are your news now. Providing the play-by-play for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff and I'm going to be doing a decode. <laughs> Actually, not as much of a decode. I'm just going to tell you what happened on Sunday. And it's it's funny because I saw some things happening uh, when I was watching it and then I rewatched it and I actually watched some other people give their takes on it. And I think what other people have brought forward has been valid. But I think you're going to hear something new here today. Because it's one thing to see all the symbolism and say, look, they're using purple and they're doing this and they're doing that. Um, But what's the purpose of it? And I believe I've uncovered what they were doing at the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, having said that, I'll just make a quick, couple quick notes. If you're new to the program, the tagline of the show is live right in the real world, where I will point out to you the real world, both visible and invisible. And you decide what is the best way to live in it. And I hope you make the right decision because there are some decisions to be made Uh, The other thing on Sunday I announced, and this is a listener-supported show. I'll be brief on this. Um, Some people have complained that they don't like to use PayPal for various reasons. And and the other way I have always had established of giving uh, was through Patreon on uh, Podbean. Not Patreon, but Patreon. You'd have to go to rightonradio.podbean.com. You click the link, donate. and uh, But it's a monthly thing. And a friend of mine recommended that I use Donation Box. And I checked it out, and it's super easy. 
literally, you can just go. You don't have to remember any passwords. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to give your email or anything. It is literally the easiest way to give if you do feel so inclined to support the show. The link is in the description box. Uh, thank you for that. So I was watching the game. I was with a whole bunch of friends. had a had a really great time. Actually, some special conversations that came out of it. Um, I wanted to go to be around people that I haven't seen in a long time. And my my friend who died, who was my best friend, his son was there, and I spent most of the time actually talking to him and his uh, and his girlfriend. And it was a, a wonderful time. And He's actually curious, and he's going to come over to my house and uh, allow me to minister to him. So there was some good stuff that came out of being there, and uh, just a lot of good friends, and food was good. It, it was it was a fun atmosphere. Uh, I had nothing invested in the game, although KC used to be my favorite team. Now I don't care. Didn't really watch any games this year, and uh, I didn't bet on the outcome of the game or anything like that because I wanted to give no energy to it. In fact, I really didn't even watch it very closely other than the halftime show and the halftime show, because I knew I'd probably be reporting on it or be asked about it. And when I was watching it, I, I saw a few things I thought, okay, it might be this and it might be that. But I just started because I wasn't talking to anyone during that time. I was watching pretty intently and I just started asking the Lord, what am I watching what am i seeing here you know because it's wise to go to the lord so i'm going to tell you what came into my head this is not thus saith the lord by any means but i'm just going to tell you because you know sometimes that small still voice in our head god does answer us when we ask him questions and i think he did answer me because i heard one word from him Assuming it was him, okay? I'm just putting that out there. Uh, again, not thus saith the Lord. Um, bowl was the word that I got. Bowl. And the only thing I could think of is bowls in, in tribulation, the bowls of your wrath. And I think that's what he meant. When he pours out the bowls of the wrath, and this is just my speculation here, what is it that God has against man? It's sin. It's the iniquities. And I think that these bowls, and this was a super bowl of iniquity, <laughs> make no mistake, it's super bowl of iniquity. I think a lot of those unforgiven sins, just a hypothesis, folks, are added in, and God pours his wrath in the, from those bowls. And how his how is his judgment just? Because it's the sin of the world coming right back on you. And it's sores, it's devastation, it's earthquakes, it's the sea going to blood, uh, but don't don't worry, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, we will not endure God's wrath. 
At least I'm pretty confident on that position. I know there's a debate on when the tribulation is, but there are scriptures that say that we will not uh, endure his wrath. So when I was watching it, it was a bowl. Why? Why a bowl? <laughs> and of course, I looked it up and they say, you know, it was named after the Rose Bowl and is because of the shape of the stadium and everything else. And that's how it came up. Now, this was Super Bowl 58, and I'm not going to get a lot into the numerology. And you've seen a lot of the videos. I'm not going to play a lot of the different videos, but I am going to focus on what happened during the halftime show because it didn't seem very obvious. And I'm pretty sure I've picked up exactly what they're doing. Pretty sure. So it was Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. Just going to put it out there. <laughs> um, 13 is a, a number of the occult, as you know, uh, because they, you know, it was Jesus and 12 apostles, right? So that was 13 people, and he always does the inversion of it. And that's kind of what Satan does. And Satan was all over this, folks. So there's a th couple things I want to feature for you, and I want to just start out with the venue. I'm going to pull it, put it on screen here. The stadium's name is Allegiant Stadium, and it shares a nickname with Death Star. So it's nicknamed the Death Star. Interesting, right? Death Star. Now, the owner of the stadium says, oh, he did it because this is where our opponents uh, come and their dreams are killed. Of course, he's going to say that. But I just want you to think about the words Death Star. Death is obvious. What is a star? Well, stars biblically, can be angels, right? A star, well, they call our sun the star as well. So it's the sun, an angel, the morning star. You might think that that's all a stretch, folks. But it's not when you start to look at the evidence. And of course, the stadium's all black and white. <laughs> oh. And of course, it is named Allegiant Stadium. Now, Allegiant Stadium is located in Las Vegas, and it's at address 33. 33 Al Davis Drive. Why is that important? Well, you got 33, obviously, but there's two sets of 33. And so what that tells me, just in a decoding mode, is, you know, when you look at masonry, 33 is the supposed highest degree. 
of the left pass, of the right pass, he can get up to the 13th degree. They could have made the address 3313, but they didn't. They made it 3333. So that is the double helix. And I'm suggesting to you that that is saying this, the left hand path. Um, also, what's interesting is the name Allegiant Stadium. And it's spelled A L L E Giant, G I A N T, Alley Giant. Now, when you first, when you just say the word, it sounds like allegiant. Oh, maybe it's because of their allegiance. You know, maybe there's something to that, but that's not the way it's spelt. The way it is spelt is Alley Giant. Alley means everybody. So everybody, giants. Now, there are some other meanings to Ali when you look at how it's translated from other languages. And, you know, it could mean, isn't it? So you could have everybody, giants, or isn't it? Giants. Allegiant Stadium. Now, of course, where is it located? Well, you know, it's in Las Vegas. What is Las Vegas known as? Sin City. So we have everybody giants in Sin City. 3333 Al Davis Parkway. It's black and white. And it was the 49ers playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just setting the groundwork, folks. Well, let me just say this. Um, I didn't want to put this in the title because I might have scared you away. This is alchemy defined. And, you know, the Lord had me looking at alchemy for hundreds of hours, over a hundred anyways. And he showed me how to read some of it. And I had most of this figured out. But by chance, um, Cisco Wheeler called me yesterday. And by the way, she does say to say hello and that she loves you guys. And by the way, she's feeling a lot better. She was sick for, for a while, but she's feeling much better. She's in very good spirits. And she had not watched the game, but I told her some of the things that I had seen in it. And then she asked me a couple questions and bang, it all just made sense because of the way to read alchemy. You don't read it like it's the actual experiment. You have to know who the audience of alchemy is. And that's how I was able to get this. Now, 
A couple more things before I just get into the actual show. And I'm going to be pretty brief because I'm not going to show a lot of clips. It's going to be a, a short show, but I think you're going to fully understand what they are doing here. And when they do these, it's a ritual that is supposed to foretell what is going to come in the, in the next year or so. And what they're doing is, and make no mistake, when it's the biggest show on earth, Satan is directly involved. He's directly involved with this cast of characters because they're all Luciferians. You know that. I know that. I don't have to show you all the pictures of them. You can look it up yourself. But this is to communicate with Luciferians around the world so they know what their next steps are. Okay? You really need to understand that. So it is the year of the dragon, 2024. And February 11th, which was Super Bowl Sunday, just happened to be International Day of Alchemy. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Lord loves me so much. But he has me looking at all this alchemy stuff. I And I say that uh, being somewhat facetious. Um, I really am thankful. Even though some of this stuff is very painful. Um, it's good to know the schemes of the enemies. Make no mistake. So what is significant about this? It is the 49ers against the Chiefs. And I'm just going to run over a couple of the numbers so you understand what's happening here. As you know, if you made it through my alchemy series, the whole thing about alchemy, most people say see it as lead to gold. The purpose of alchemy is to make people the gold man, the enlightened man, the super man. Okay? That is where alchemy is going. That is the intention of it. So we have San Francisco 49ers, known 49ers after the gold rush. They wear gold uniforms. It's gold. The other team, the Chiefs, and if you, by the way, and I said this weeks ago on my podcast, if you don't listen to the podcast, make sure to subscribe to writeonradio.podbean.com. Download the app. It's the best way. I do a Friday live show. Many people say they're my best shows. And quite honestly, it's where I speak most candidly. Uh, and I just give what I really think about things uh, in a lot more straightforward fashion. Um. But I mentioned on there, the chiefs, commander-in-chief, okay? Now, the final score of the game was 47. It was 25 to 22. When you add them up, that comes to 47. When you think of commander-in-chief, are you thinking... 47 right now. By the way, 
it might not be DJT. You know that, right? It might be Kamala Lala. <laughs> I pray not. <laughs> and I don't think it will be because actually she's ineligible. But it's not like the Constitution's actually in play because no one in Congress or their law enforcement doesn't pay attention to it. So, you know, I make the argument the Constitution really hasn't been effective. It's been an illusion since 1862, in my opinion. Um, one other notable thing, and I'm going to get into some of the things that Cisco said to me that just really confirmed and painted a picture but she says, oh, there had to be a sacrifice. And she goes, most likely the person would be 47. Based on what I said, she goes, oh, you know what? There's going to be a sacrifice it's either before or after. And the person most likely would be 47 years old. Because that's what this is about. And I looked it up. And one a pretty famous drummer, he played with a lot of the biggest acts, you know, all in this genre. And he was Usher's drummer, Usher being the main performer. He also played with Ariana Grande and stuff like that. His name was Aaron Spears. And he died somewhat mysteriously. He did die in a hospital. I want to say that. Um, but he died at the age of 47. And the date is a little bit suspect as well. He died on October 30th, 2023. Now, if you were going to be the Super Bowl artist and you were a Luciferian, do you think you would take advantage of the high holiday to start preparing for the biggest show on earth? His drummer, 47, October 30th. Can't make it up. His name was Alan Spears. Now, when I talked to Cisco, she asked me a couple things, and she had not seen it. She goes, was there a red dress? I said, yes, there was. She goes, was there a black dress? I said, yes, there was. And she said they were birthing something. And that's exactly what I had thought after watching this for a few times. They're bringing something forth. And I think it's going to be really obvious when we go through this together. So normally, Pepsi is the sponsor of the halftime show. Uh, we could say a lot about Pepsi. And the Pepsi colors are certainly featured in this. So I think there was a gratuitous handoff. But Apple is the sponsor this time. And of course, they're sponsoring their virtual reality thing that's coming out and uh, or is out now you know, the glasses and this whole other world that they're promoting. 
And you know what? Actually, just right before I get into just the, uh, I'm going to sh start showing some of the halftime show. I'm not going to focus on every clip, but I do want to say to you this scripture. It's from Matthew 24, verse 37. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. And I say that to you so that you'll be comforted. The Son of Man is coming. That's the real Lord Jesus Christ. And he already has victory. And no matter what this world goes through, it isn't going to be just eight people going into an ark. It's all of those who have claimed him as their savior. All those who are born again. And he's going to protect you. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, folks. But he's going to protect you. So what is significant about Apple running this? Well, first of all, Apple, as you know, the computer, <laughs> you know, first computers out there kind of changed the way the world is, right? Um, and their logo is the apple with a bite out of the apple, right? Right back to the garden, right back to the original lie. And at the very beginning of this particular performance, they put out this disclaimer, and it's done as a bit of a joke. Um, it, it, and it'll actually say it out loud, so I'm just going to let it uh, play on its own for a second. But what it doesn't read out loud is that it says, get ready to witness a performance 30 years in the making. Now, of course, you know, Usher spinning that is my career coming up. No, I think it was actually 30 years in the making of this particular performance. I think they are telling you the truth. Uh, also, Apple's colors are normally uh, like a monochrome white, and they've tended to go all black and red here. Black colors and red background. I'm going to pause it just a few seconds in because there's some significant stuff that I need to share right at the very beginning of this ritual, and you're going to know exactly what they're doing by the end of it. The following performance is rated U. May cause singing, dancing, sweating, gyrating, and possible relationship issues. By the way, uh, that's that's nice. Uh, sweating, gyrating. What's gyrating? And possible relationship issues. Well, that sounds good. Let's bring the whole family. Now you'll see, for those of you who are looking, you'll see the all-seeing eye pyramid at the very top, illuminated at the top of the screen. That's all over the place. I'm not going to point it out every time it comes to it, but I'm going to freeze the frame in just a moment uh, to show you what I wanted to, right at the very beginning here. So it's, the camera is walking up, and it's approaching Usher, who is sitting on a throne and the throne is like a uh, 
a bunch of triangles sort of thing. But do you see the dancer that is just in the forefront? She is wearing a hat that has a ring around it. This is Saturn. Okay. Very important. She is standing in front of the throne. It's Saturn. And on top of the Saturn ringed hat is an owl. And in the owl's head, it'll probably be hard to see, but the way it is lit up, it's like the double phoenix, the way the beak is illuminated. Very small detail, but why is this important? Because Usher, they're showing, is sitting on Saturn, Satan's throne. Okay? Now, if you look at the structure of the throne, it's kind of an odd. It's a whole bunch of pyramids put together. But in fact, I think it resembles something different. What I saw when I was looking at this was the lotus. And you remember the lotus was always featured in I Pet Goat, things like that. And one of the reasons that, because and I saw this, and then Cisco had said to me, there has to be a root for this ceremony to work. There has to be a root. And so now I'm convinced this is a lotus. And listen to this. Symbol of the lotus. In e ancient Egypt, the symbol for plant meaning, tree of life, was three sacred lotus lilies. You see one on the left, you see one on the right, you see he's sitting on one. And this is part of the cult of Osiris, and you're going to see Osiris uh, through this. And I want you to hear this because you're going to see when the stage lights up some of the symbolism here. The lotus symbolizes the separation of the god Amon-Ra, who is both Amon, the hidden god, and the god of truth, who is Amon's horn, Hippocampus. Also, Ra, god of light, who is Lucifer. Phosphorus in our DNA, <coughs> represented in imagery by the sun. Did you hear that? You've got the unholy trinity, and it talks about in our imagery, the DNA of the imagery in the sun. I'm just going to let it play for a moment. Now, what you'll see here on his shirt, or his jacket, rather, uh, right over the left breast, over his heart, is the phoenix rising. It's a double helix felix 
rising out of the ashes. And ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that this is a very Masonic thing. They didn't make all the imagery in the halftime show all that obvious because they didn't have to. They made it obvious everywhere else. 33-33, the address. By the way, the winning touchdown of the game was a three-yard pass from the three-yard line. And then they won by three at the three-second mark. Three seconds left in the game, 33-33. The Masonic numbers were all over this. And, oh, by the way, the winning quarterback threw for 333 yards. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. But, you know, many people thought this was a lot more subtle. I think this was one of the most powerful ones they've done, and I think it's because it's the year of the dragon, and I think the clock down counter has started. That's my opinion. Now, it might be a little bit hard to see right here, but they have dancers right from the very beginning in these opening scenes that are going on top of each other, and they're going into contortion poses. Uh, so, you know, like the, the feet behind the back and standing on, you know, quite obviously good athletes that do that, but it's upside down and they're showing inversion constantly, the inversion, stuff like that. As I say, I'm not going to point out every single thing that happens here, uh, but it's worth noticing. And, and the pose that they strike over and over in this is if you remember the, uh, John Podesta art, and it was a statue of, uh, well, a ritual killing. Someone was left in a very bad position, and basically that's the position that they're making. Now, I'm going to play a clip for just a, a few seconds here, uh, probably less than 15 seconds, but I want you to hear, this is in the very opening stanza, and I want you to hear the lyrics, the very opening of this. And of course, this is 30 years in the making, right? But I want you to hear something. I sacrifice. Yep, I think you did. That's how you got the biggest spot on here. And uh, I just want to also read you the names of the songs featured. So the first was uh, Caught Up. <laughs> and that's in quotations, Caught Up. Caught Up in what? And then You Don't Have to Call. <laughs> Number three was Superstar. The fourth song is Love in This Club. And it tells you a story. Five, we have Ain't Got You, and that's by Alicia Keys. And then they sing together a little bit of a song called My Boo, which is Alicia Keys and Usher singing. And then number seven, the song is Confessions. And this is a, a you know, they do mixes, so they're not full songs, but they then it goes into 
Confessions Part 2, Nice and Slow, Burn, Bad Girl, You Got It Bad, OMG, Turn Down for What, sung by Little John, and Yeah, sung by Little John, Ludacris, Will I Am, and Usher. I was going to read some of the lyrics because some of the song lyrics are important, but this is like hip hop and the lyrics are just gross. So I'm not going to. Let me uh, get to the next clip. Now, although I think the path is narrow, uh, most, a lot of people call themselves Christians and a lot of people are there in Sin City for this game. And by the way, they played a lot of money. You know, there's a collage and most of you have probably seen the video. If you follow along, you know, how much do you pay for your tickets? Oh, $13,000 a ticket. You know, these are average people, you know, probably good people, but they, they're just so caught up and it's a bucket list thing. You got to do it once in your life for many people. And so they pay which is the ultimate in idolatry. <clears throat> Going to Sin City to see your idols. But how many people who call themselves Christians would just think this was good entertainment? They wouldn't know any different. They're not, they don't know that there's a ritual happening and their energy is being drained for it. Now, just to help deceive those good Christians that are in the audience, well-meaning people, you know, just like the original deception in the garden, eat of this tree, surely you won't die. You'll be like God knowing both good and evil. Now here, he's going to give a deception because people think he's talking about the God that you and I serve. Just listen for a moment. But if you do call, know that God answers prayers. They said I wouldn't make it. They said I wouldn't be here today, but I am. Hey, mama, we made it. Now this, this is for you, you, my number one, show sing. How touching. Only God answers prayers. Yeah, because God would want you to uh, be doing what you're doing. I don't think so. Yeah, God wants you to be worshipped like a God. Yeah, I don't think so. Ah, this stuff, I'm telling you, this is alchemy, folks. You're watching alchemy, and you got to think about it. Uh, remember when I showed you the alchemical storyboard, that hidden, that oldest alchemical book, and how the pages are written out? You got to look at these clips like pages in the instructions for alchemy, which is the instructions for this ritual which they're doing.
So I'm going to pick it up right here, and you're going to see him a little bit closer up with the, the phoenix on his jacket. And he's wearing the one glove, I guess, kind of a tribute to Michael Jackson. Very bad Michael Jackson imitation, by the way. Uh, but we enter in the next important character and part of this ritual, a big part of this ritual. Now, I want you to notice, uh, and I'm describing everything for those of you who are listening on Podbean, but if you just go and watch it, it's on YouTube. You can watch the whole halftime show if you want to. Again, uh, I don't suggest it, uh, but you'll be able to see the imagery that I'm talking about. So we now have Alicia Keys as sitting at the piano playing. Actually, it's I really like the song. But she has a very long cape, and it's blowing in the wind. And when you get closer, like her piano is this really odd shape. And when you get closer, I'm going to tell you what I think the piano is representing here. And the cape flapping in the wind is like, well, it's a, I think she's riding a dragon here. And I'm going to show you that I believe this is the dragon's mouth is what is represented by the piano, but she is riding the dragon. Now, I'm just going to make myself small on the screen here so you can see this really clearly. If you look at the piano, that is like a mouth, and you got the fork, tooth, tongue on the floor and then it's just a, a it's like a mouth what can i say um they're gonna sing for a minute minute and i gotta play this because of what their body gestures do for you to understand what they are trying to accomplish here Yeah, I know she looks really innocent, but you know when I was talking to Cisco and she asked me specifically, she goes, who was wearing the red, what, there had to be someone wearing a red dress. And she said, this person has to be very, very powerful, very high witch. And you know, she looks beautiful. She looks innocent. She sings nice. This is a very powerful witch you are watching. And she is playing the Whore of Babylon. So for those of you who are listening to this on Podbean, Usher is now standing at the end of the piano. Uh, he joined her in the last lyric there. And now they're going to sing together. She's going to walk away from the piano and he's going to gesture that she's hot and, and embrace her. And he is, he has ditched his Phoenix jacket now and he's wearing an all white, like a white pants and a white cut off sequenced shirt. She has a, a sequenced red 
uh, suit on. See how sensual their part became. It was the attraction. He was chasing her. She was leading around. And I'm going to get to what the stage represents in a couple of minutes. But I'm just going to let you know right now. He came off of the throne. Okay? Of the lotus throne. The root. What the root represents is the seed of Satan. The seed of of Cain. Here, he is the seed, the sperm. She's the whore of Babylon in this ritual. And now you see the seed and the egg getting together. Now there's no mistakes in the order of which they put this together. So now we have this guy coming out, and yeah, you can say black and white suit. It's the inversion. It's the Masonic thing. Uh, it is Will I Am, who was famous from, I guess, the that band Black Eyed Peas, I think in the '90s or whatever. Will I Am? So now understand the seed of Satan left the left the Saturn has now got together with the whore of Babylon. And right after the seed mates with the whore of Babylon, you have will I am. Remember, I always tell you what's important is your will. Will I am. What are they trying to create? This is the birthing ceremony or ritual. It's a birthing ritual. So now you have will I am. What I am, obviously being the name of the most high God, so this is perverted. And in celebrating the 20th anniversary professions, I need everybody in here to put one hand in the air. Bounce. Now, he is directing energy. And, you know, you might just say it's just good entertainment or whatever. But he's getting agreement. So it's always about your intentions and your will. And these people are sucking all of the energy of everyone in the stadium and the people around the planet 
who are sending off that energy. And how many people at home are even doing that hand gesture? Up and down, up and down the gyration or whatever you want to call it. But uh, I'll guarantee you much of the stadium is doing this alongside of them, not just the paid entertainers. He is driving the energy. So the seed has just gone into the egg. And then all of a sudden we have Will I Am and a big energy explosion. The confession. Huh. I'm not exactly sure what the confession is. <laughs> My goodness, I just realized what the confession is. <laughs> So, of course, this is against the black and white checkerboard background that's gone all around the stadium. You all know what this means. And he's heading into the main part of the stage before they're on the sides, uh, of both sides. This is the first time he's entering the main part of the stage. But what is your confession? Who do you confess is God of your life? That's what it is, because it's about your will and intent. If you want Jesus to be Savior, you have to will him. You have to believe in him. And you ask him to be your savior, but you mean it. You have your heart's intent. You're handing over your life to God. Well, they do the same, but they do it to Satan. So that's what that confession. So just a, like a, a second and a half later, and I'm just scrolling through. I don't want to play all the music. Um, you see he has entered the main stage. Now, the camera has to zoom out a little bit before I can show you what I want to show you about the stage. But you'll see from this, what I'm showing here right now, he is in the main circle. And we know it always has to be a ritual circle. Circles are important. And you'll see a left-hand path and a right-hand path. And those both go to circles as well. And it would be hard for you to see on the screen, but at the very bottom of the screen, at the bottom of the one circle, is the area where the band is. Now, of course, these guys aren't playing live. You know that. Uh, they don't risk it. But the stage is a projection stage. And he's standing in the very center of what looks like an ancient clock. And I'm just going to play it for a second here. Um, so what does a clock do? It measures time, right? Is time slipping away? Is, is it time to do something? Is it an activation? Well, you can see, watch the how his shadow will go around the clock. Okay, so it's just kind of a neat effect that his uh, thing went around uh, around the clock. He says it's seven o'clock, uh, whatever that means. Who knows? But I'm telling you, you're gonna figure out this ritual real soon. I gotta build it up. You gotta see all the evidence. So I'm just gonna let it play from this moment. So the clock is disappearing, and I want to see want you to see how the clock transforms. When the feeling ain't the same in your body 
Now it went to like the sun god symbol, Ra, the sun god, and all the, uh, you know, background has changed to oranges and reds and stuff like that associated with. So it went from like a sundial clock to like Ra, the sun god. Now he's standing in the center of the sun in the main ritual circle, and it has now caught fire. Fire is spreading throughout it. So just bringing the clip forward about one minute, uh, now you can see the entire stage. And this is one of the first things I noticed. And of course, there's three circles. So you have to have that number three. And three is representative of the unholy trinity in this case. But it, I was wondering, it said, I see something else. I know this is something else. So you have the main circle, for those of you who are listening, and then you have a left-hand path that goes off at a right-hand path. And they both go into other two smaller circles and at the bottom is a platform that kind of looks like a house type of shape uh, that connects to the circle and that's where the band is sitting and it's almost like a uh, the top of a pyramid that's cut off and you know it just goes down and I you might think this is a stretch but I'm going to tell you what I think this symbolizes when you look at this or if you just listen to what I'm just describing the big circle that's now filled with flames you know the clock disappeared and it went to flame it went to the raw sun god and now to the flames flames of the abyss you've got the main circle being the womb the two pathways connected to the two circles are the ovaries. And the odd shape of where the band is sitting is the birth canal. It's the birth canal. What are they birthing? See the lighting of all the triangles, the pyramids all over with the laser lights. Like it just continues and continues almost through it, folks. Almost through it. It's probably taking a little bit longer than I expected. I wanted this to be a short show. <laughs> so here he is now. He has just ripped off his shirt. Why would he take off his shirt? Well, I guess he worked hard on his body. Let me tell you what it represents. It represents the strong man. The strong man. Let me just read to you 
uh, from Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. I want you to listen to this closely. The Nephilim, remember this is at Everybody Giants Stadium, were on earth in those days and also afterward. And when the sons of God came into the daughters of mankind and they bore children to them, those were mighty men who were of old, men of renown. And that's who he has just become here. But the main character is about to show up. So here comes the main character entering the stage now. Oh, you thought Usher was the main character? Nope. I'm going to play this, uh, you know, it's a short clip, but I'm a fan of guitar. Not the best guitar solo. But believe it or not, this is the main character entering right now. Who is that, you might be asking? The name is Valley Joe, Vallejo, her, and she spells it V-A-L-L-E-Y-J-O, and then her is spelt like an acronym in all capitals, H-E-R. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the main character. Let me fast forward it to get a better shot as well. I'm talking about Las Vegas. Notice her hair is put up like two devil's horns. <laughs> kind of an odd way to do it. Of course, she's wearing a black and white suit. And when I was talking to Cisco, she goes, Let me guess, her guitar was red, right? Said, yep. <laughs> So Cisco said, this person in the ritual, so this actually, what, what Cisco said was it means that Satan was not actually there. He was not actually there. And this is the person who is playing Satan's proxy for the ritual. And she said that this person, look, I've never been in a ritual, folks. I don't know. I've taken her word for it. Uh, but for someone who hadn't seen it, and just when I'm talking about what I'd seen, and she's naming off all these things, you know, it makes sense. So she is a very powerful, powerful witch. 
that is now entered into the scene. Where my bad girl's at? So they're obviously playing bad girl, and this is the first time you see roller skates enter into this, and I believe there's some significance to that as well. Let me just fast forward and get you to the next clip. I know it's probably annoying me jumping around, but it's probably better than me playing the entire thing and just pausing it. Um, enter our next character. I think this is Will I Am. Uh, so you can't see his face because he's wearing like the virtual goggles. Now notice they all have this techno type of costume on now. A techno, it's the transmutation of man and being on roller skates, it's in it's in motion. I know this sounds like a, it might be a sound like a stretch folks, but I'm telling you this is what's happening. I'm like, oh my God, that was his lyric. Let me just go to the next bit. I got to skip forward, save you a bit of time. All right, so picking it up here, I'm just going to let it go. So you have Techno Man and Roller State, Skate Usher on the stage, and they go into the next scene. I think which is little John. I can look this stuff up. Las Vegas, are you ready to get crazy? Look at the rabbit Las Vegas, turn down for what? Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Is what he is singing. And he's got the energy going, of course. They had to pick it up pick it up get more energy get more energy get people up out of their seats get them dancing and then it goes into his uh signature song i guess um what the heck is it called i think it's the last song um oh it's yeah sung by a little john ludicrous will i am and not sure i'll just let you know a little bit of of it that's it this is the last song Let's 
from the game. She was spitting in my ear. You would think that she know me. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I decided to. Okay. Conversation got. Okay. I got up and followed her to the floor. Come on. Said, baby, let's go. Everybody. When I told her, I said. Okay. All right, that's all I wanted you to hear. Um, it's because they're getting the whole crowd to sing, yeah. Is that your agreement? If you sang along, yeah. So what are they doing? I told you at the very beginning, this is a birthing ceremony of all giants. And the lily, the changing, the enlightenment. Actually, there's another spiritual meaning of lilies that I want to give to you. Or the, the lotus flower, I should say. The lotus flower, pristine petals rising from muddy waters, symbolizes purity, enlightenment, and rebirth. And of course, that's uh, from Buddhism and Hinduism. It's all about one world religion. This is the transformation and the transmutation of people. And you remember the very first definition I gave you. It's about the DNA, Lucifer's DNA. What was in the shots? Was it called Luciferase? People, we're going to see a transmutation of people. I'm not putting this out as fear porn. I'm telling you, how how do you think it gets there in Revelation, in the book of Revelation, when it says, after, you know, the first, you know, the uh, trumpets, judgments are, are done, and this is probably pre-rapture, folks, when the trumpets are sounded, and it says people will seek death and they won't find it. But you have to remember, you will not be hit by those curses. Will, will we have famine in the land and stuff like that? Yeah, but I think God can feed you supernaturally. Will there be persecution? Yes, there will be. But the, the, this is what it will be, just like the days of Noah. And we're seeing a new creation. We're seeing the creation of the gold man from lead to gold. And that's what they're birthing. Now, I'll leave you with this. On my Podbean show, I think it was last Friday, I was talking about what the announcer Joe Buck had said. It made a headline. Uh, most of you have probably seen it. He said he didn't want to go to Vegas because he felt there would be some kind of event before or after, and what happens in Vegas would not stay in Vegas. And I think he was right. Because what I think they were doing with this show were the people who were there, people who were drunk with spirits, people who were idol worshipers, people who were really into this show, not just the football fan, but the people really in 
to the show. I think because you remember in Genesis 6 says they were there before the flood and they're there after, but after those men of renown and those disembodied spirits don't have hosts. And we saw the clock go down to the pit and the fire. I think it was time and they were bringing up disembodied spirits with a whole bunch of hosts that were sitting there already filled with spirits, alcohol, and already idol worshipers who paid exorbitant amount. The ticket would normally be 200 bucks for a football game, but they paid 10000 I want it bad. It's your will and your intent. And then when you're really caught up in the moment, I'm going to make a prediction, and there's no way to prove this if I'm right or wrong. I'm just making a prediction. And I pray against this, by the way, and you should too. But I predict that some awful things are going to happen from some of the people who were here. And I think some of the events that happen in the next couple months a lot of the things that they'll have in common is these people were at the Super Bowl. I pray I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. The shots happened a couple of years ago. It's about your DNA. It's about the transmutation of man. It's about the destruction of man. It's about filling up the bowls with sins. Because, by the way, Satan wants the wrath of God on the planet. He, he knows his, his fate is doomed. He's going to go to the lake of fire no matter what. But if he can see God punish his own creation, Satan wants to pile up as much of that stuff as he can. Make no mistake about it. Satan is very real. But Jesus has won the victory. And if you don't know Jesus, send me an email right on Jeff at gmail.com. I'll call you personally. Or send me a DM on Telegram, probably the best way. And, man, I'll call you. I'll tell you about Christ. And I'll keep it, I'll make it personal, just whatever is on your heart. You know, you can tell me, I, I won't judge. <laughs> Lord knows I'm in no position to judge. I'm as flawed or worse than you. If you haven't made the decision for Christ, I highly can suggest you consider it. Anyways, that's it for now, folks. Thanks for being here. Sorry the show went a little bit longer. They always seem to go about an hour and 15. Praise God. Remember, Love your God. Love your family. Love your neighbor. And pray for, for these people who were in the Sin City. Pray for your neighbors as well. Pray, 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 folks. Join us for prayer Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on Telegram. We don't bite. We won't call you out. You can just be there silently praying along with us.
7.30. Love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. 